Welcome to the Sweat Simple Podcast. My name is Brooks Herbis and I'm an online fitness coach helping people simplify and make sense out of the all too confusing fitness and nutrition industry. In this episode, I'm going to walk you through exactly how to handle cravings. So grab a coffee, water, glass of wine, or lace up your walking shoes and let's dive in. It feels like I, it has been forever since I recorded an episode, which is not true. It's really just been a few weeks, but I am super excited for this episode because this is a topic that I get a ton of questions, a ton of DMs on, and it's how do you handle cravings? You know, should you grit through them? Should you completely give in to them? How do you give in to them in moderation? So we're going to walk through all of that so that you feel a lot confident heading out of this conversation, the end of this podcast, that you know how to more successfully navigate your cravings and make you feel even maybe more in control of them. So the first thing that I want you to know is that a craving isn't bad. You're not a bad person who has no willpower for wanting these foods. In fact, a lot of these foods are literally made to be overeaten. A lot of them have the perfect mix of carbs, fats, and sugar to overeat. So there's nothing wrong with you. You're normal. I, as a coach, have cravings all the time. There are some foods I crave more often than others, but I always still have cravings. There is nothing wrong with you for having these cravings and you're not, you know, lacking willpower. You're not addicted to sugar cravings can be normal. Now let's talk about how to actually navigate them. The first thing I want you to look at is how are you viewing these foods? Are you putting labels on these foods, you know, like good or bad? Are you not allowing yourself to eat them most of the time and really trying to get through this craving? If so, by doing that, you're placing these foods on a pedestal. Eventually, you're going to give into the craving. You're going to feel like you messed up because those foods have been labeled by you as bad and you will overeat them. That's a really nasty cycle. That's not giving you a great relationship with food. Like, how many times have you really been craving maybe some ice cream? All week, you are gritting through that. You are not allowing yourself to have any ice cream. You're saying no to it at your friend's birthday. You're saying no to it in the office break room. You are constantly depriving yourself of that ice cream because the ice cream is in your head bad. Well, Saturday night comes around. You decide, you know what? I've been so good all week. I cannot get over this craving. I'm going to have some ice cream. Rather than having just a little bit of ice cream, you get a large, giant waffle cone, which sounds delicious, but you have a lot more of it than you probably would if you had just had some earlier in the week. And then you feel really freaking guilty about it because you've been telling yourself all week that you should not be eating that ice cream and that that ice cream is bad and it's not going to allow you to hit your goals. And when you finally allow yourself to eat it, you feel like this might be your last opportunity to eat that ice cream. So you eat way more of it than you really want or that you really need. 
and then you feel guilty about it. Again, this is a cycle that's not really giving you a great relationship with food. Instead, I really want you to start seeing these foods as more neutral. You're not bad for having the ice cream. You also don't have to wait until Saturday after you've been, you know, quote unquote, good all week. You don't have to earn the ice cream. You can have an ice cream when you first start craving the ice cream. And the more you allow yourself to eat these foods, whatever food it is that you've labeled as bad, the less special they're going to feel and the less you're going to want these foods over time. I know it sounds a little bit backwards, especially if you're used to restricting them, but I promise it works. In that example we had just talked about, if you had get first gotten that ice cream craving on a Tuesday and you allowed yourself to go and have a single serve ice cream bar, that probably would have satisfied your craving. And maybe you would get ice cream again on Saturday, but it probably would have been a small cone instead of that large giant waffle cone because you know, hey, you could have ice cream again on Tuesday if you really wanted to. You weren't bad for eating it and you can really have it whenever you want so there's no reason to treat it like it's going out of style and this is your last opportunity to eat it um truly by restricting these foods less and giving them less power having less labels on them you're going to start wanting them less overall so in short the best way to deal with a craving is to actually allow yourself to eat that food. I don't want you gritting through cravings. I don't want you saying no, no, no all the time. I want you to start eating these foods. I know though that if you're not used to eating these foods, you might have a really hard time giving into that craving in moderation. It might feel like right now your only option is to not eat it at all or to eat it in such excess that you feel kind of gross after and you don't feel great after. So if you're having a hard time giving into the craving in moderation, there's a couple things that can help. The first is pre-portioned desserts or snacks. So, you know, this is something like single serve ice cream bars, maybe individual chip packs or, you know, those like 100 calorie packs of Cheez-Its. Um, those can be a great option if you're struggling to enjoy these in moderation. Rather than having to try to moderate yourself and try to limit yourself to a certain portion size, these single serve packets have kind of done that for you. So when you get that craving for ice cream, you can have the single serve ice cream bar. You can be satisfied. You can move on. Right now, there are a lot of very calorie friendly dessert options out there and they don't taste terrible. Like there's actually some really good ones. It's not all, I don't know if you guys remember, but there was like, it was called Arctic Zero or something. It was supposed to be the low calorie ice cream. I think it even came before Halo Top. No joke, it tasted like frozen water, like actual just frozen ice cubes. It had no flavor. It tasted like artificial sweeteners. It's probably still out there. I hope they've improved their formula a little bit, but uh, that now there are much better options than that. It is not, uh, you know, having the real deal or having a lower calorie option. You can have a lower calorie option that does, you know, taste a lot better or just a single serve option of something you really want. So that is one option. Now let's say, you know, you've stopped labeling foods, but you just 
can't kick that nighttime snack habit and it's causing you to be over your calories on a pretty regular basis, now it's time to dig a little bit deeper into where is this craving actually coming from? So I want you to start pausing before you just go into the fridge, go into the pantry and grab your snack. I want you to pause and I want you to ask yourself a couple of questions. So why are you eating this? Are you hungry? Are you really craving it? Or are you feeling kind of emotional about something and you're using the food as an emotional response to maybe a bad day or something else that happened? If it's anything other than, you know, real genuine hunger, and you might even need to use this trick to determine if it is real hunger or not, when you get that initial craving, that initial urge to snack at night, I want you to wait 20 minutes. And during those 20 minutes, I want you to go and do something. And something that uses a little bit more of your brain than just scrolling your phone, because that's kind of mindless and that doesn't really you know take your mind off that craving so go and do something it could be going for a walk and listening to a podcast or reading a book or doing a puzzle maybe you even call a friend but something that kind of uses up some mental energy when those 20 minutes are up if you still want the treat have it but i'd say most of the time you really just needed to break up your current habit A lot of you right now might be having the habit that as soon as you get a craving, you just go to the pantry, or as soon as you're feeling emotional, you go to the pantry, you get your snack, and that's it for the night. Just by pausing and waiting 20 minutes, you can start to identify more about the feelings you're feeling, and if it's really feelings of hunger, or if it's feelings of, you know, anxiousness, boredom, a craving you don't really need to give into. And just by breaking up that pattern of not going straight to the pantry, you're much more likely to identify if you actually need the snack because you're hungry or if you're, you know, kind of just giving into this craving. Um, and maybe you realize after those 20 minutes that you don't actually want or need that snack. Now, Let's say that there is a food you just can't stop overeating. Every time you have a handful of Cheez-Its, you eat the whole box and you have tried everything above. You have stopped restricting them. You have waited 20 minutes. You have tried the single serve packets, but truly nothing is working. And you're not like this with other foods. Like you could take or leave chocolate, but Cheez-Its specifically, you just can't stop overeating. To be honest, sometimes we have trigger foods and it's best for us if we don't keep them in the house. Now, this doesn't mean you can't keep them in the house forever. It just means right now it's better for you if you don't have them in the house as you work on your relationship with food and continue to learn your boundaries. So for now, it might be best if you don't buy Cheez-Its and you can still have Cheez-Its. If Cheez-Its are at your work lunch, you can still have them. If, you know, Cheez-Its are at your friend's house and you want a quick handful, you can have them. But by not keeping them in the house, you're going to be a lot less likely to overeat them and have one of these, you know, nighttime Cheez-It overeating fests. 
And again, this doesn't mean that you can never keep Cheez-Its in your house for the rest of your life. But sometimes as we're working on our relationship with food and working on restricting less and enjoying more in moderation, there are certain foods that we just have a harder time doing that with. And until we get in a more comfortable and confident spot with all of those things in general, it's best to just not make things harder on yourself and just to keep that food out of your house. You're going to have to start testing yourself over time. You know, maybe three months from now, you buy a box of Cheez-Its and see if your experience is any different. Maybe this time you can have a small bowl and move on. If not, and you eat the whole box, okay, you know you weren't quite ready for it. So you wait another three months and then you try it again. But the whole point is if there is a food that you're really struggling with, there is no shame in just not buying it for a little bit, making it a little bit harder on you to actually get that food. So though those are the things to really start paying attention to when you're having try and trying to overcome cravings. Let's do a quick little recap. First, I want you to look at how you're viewing those foods. Stop placing them on a pedestal, actually allowing yourself to eat them on a more regular basis, you know. That means weekdays too. Two when you have a craving, enjoying some of it in moderation. And to help with moderation, that can be pre-portioned snacks or desserts. Use the 20-minute rule. When you get a craving, wait 20 minutes, go and do something, see if you still actually want the food or not. And lastly, there are some foods you just don't want to be keeping in your house right now. That is it for this episode of the Sweat Simple Podcast. If this was helpful, I would love to hear from you. Please shoot me a DM, an email. I want to help. If you think that this would help a friend, please consider sharing with them. That is the best way that I can help more people. But just in general, thank you so much for being here. And I hope you have a great rest of your week.